Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. What I have tonight is super, super simplistic. Super simplistic. And don't... Don't let that shake you. Like, this is just too simple. Well, sometimes the most transformative things you get from God are so simple and so easy. So get your Bibles out. Shake yourselves. If you've fallen asleep after a long work day, turn to 1 Kings 19.9 and let's pray. Lord, we love you. We honor your word tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the power that's in it. We honor it, we receive it, we will speak it, and I speak your words tonight with boldness, and I speak it with the ability which God supplies, not in and of myself, but which you supply. And I thank you that you always grant a full, full supply. You're so good and so faithful. I stand in faith, and I thank you that Everyone here tonight is going to receive and get something from you tonight because, Holy Ghost, you are going to speak to everyone differently. Everyone differently about the same thing. You're going to get to them exactly what they need, and I thank you that you're so faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. So, how many of you guys want more of God? Everybody in this room would raise their hand and say, yes. Well, you need to, and this is not going to be what you think, you need to check up on your response. But it's not what you think. I'm kind of tricking you here. So Christians have a tendency to respond, not not y'all, nobody here would do this. They have a tendency to respond and receive to the dramatic. And not the subtle, still small voice. And so we're going to talk about that tonight. It's very important. So in a few weeks, well, it was actually like a month ago, um, one of the things that I said, oh, it's so quiet once he stops playing. <laughs> Can you just play all night? <laughs> no, 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 no. Sit down, sit down. It's so nice, though. Ugh. So something that I said like a month ago or a couple months ago was, what if we lived a lifestyle of treating weights and sins like abominations and murder? What what if we drew that line in the sand? Everybody draws a line in the sand that they won't cross. What if we did that? Well, in turn, what if we treated what God says to us Or what jumps out from the word, when you're sitting here listening, you're reading your Bible, what if we treated that as pure gold? Now think about that. Think about it. What if we treated it so highly valuable? How do you treat something that's valuable? You treat it differently. You treat it real differently. What if we treated the word of God and what he's saying to us, no matter how simplistic it is, 
What if we treated it like a newborn baby that needed to be tended to? You would treat the Word of God really, really differently if you had that mindset and that perspective. Amen? So how are you treating what he tells you? Are you having the correct response? And that's what I mean by response. So let's look at Elijah's example real quick just to kind of get into it on the surface. 1 Kings 19.9, And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I've been very zealous. I've been very passionate for you, Lord. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword. I'm the only one left. And they seek to kill me. They seek to take my life. Then he said, then he said, capital H, God said, go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle. I'd picture a hoodie. I don't know. I don't know what a mantle is. Wrapped his face in a mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said again, second time, what are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing? Look at Psalms 139.1. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. Listen, he knew Elijah. He wasn't saying, what are you doing here? Because God didn't know. (laughs) He knew. He knew he was running. He knew he was scared. He knew. He knew. He has searched us. He knows us. He knows every single part of us, every thought, every emotion, every part of our being. Oh, I didn't bring that book. That's okay. I had something I was going to read to you. Turn to Hebrews 4.12. So, you know, God can do some real drama. He did some real drama here. He did the earthquake, the wind, and the rocks, and it was complete craziness. But none, none of that drama changes him. He's still there. He's still there with an answer, and he's always, always ready to talk about it. Listen, God shouldn't have to shout to get your attention. He should never have to do any of that. Amen? He shouldn't have to do the drama for us to value what he says. You know, Brother Hagin said this years ago. He said... He said, if God got loud with me, then I knew (laughs) rough sailing was ahead. He had experienced. He had grown to that place where he had had that, that red light, green light. That's the first thing you learn, and I can't go into all of it. 
you learn the yes, go with it, or no, don't. And then his spirit man would talk to him, and then he recognized the voice when the Holy Spirit was speaking to him. He learned and he grew. And when the Holy Spirit was loud with him, when God got loud with him and arrested his attention, he knew, oh goodness, you know, something's coming. But this was not, this was not God's intention for a lifestyle for us. It's always been his intention to converse with us in that still small voice. Amen. Uh, I was going to bring out the Jeannie Wilkerson book, um, but I left it at home. But one of the things that she said that I thought was so amazing was she talked about she she talked about the relationship with God like an assistant that would come in, um, like a, a surgeon that would assist a nurse that would assist a surgeon, and you could they would cultivate a relationship that was so strong that. They almost didn't even have to speak to each other. That they, they knew each other like, oh, he's going to need this. You know, he's going to need that. And she said that, you know, we should be ever moving forward and towards having that kind of relationship. We're like, oh, I know exactly what God wants to do. You don't even have to speak a word. I know what you're wanting to do next. We can have that. Amen? He should never have to yell to get our attention to speak to us. If you want a better relationship with him, you have to listen and take seriously what he is saying, no matter how big or how small. That's part of the reason taking notes is so good. It's so important. Listen, there's so much bombarding you when you leave here. You will forget. Everybody repeat this. I don't trust my flesh. (laughs) Don't repeat this. You're done. Don't trust your flesh. You will forget. Distractions of life, you will forget. Especially if it's not something, whoa, dramatic that you got. Doesn't mean it's of less value. Amen? So you're at Hebrews 4.12, right? So the Lord reminded me this when I, I started meditating on this. And I was like, okay, how do I treat something that's of real value? And he reminded me instantly when I asked him, I said, what, what do I do? What do I do that's different? And he reminded me when I was 15 years old and I wanted a guitar so bad. I'd been riding horses and I couldn't ride horses anymore. And I was so excited, like, I I quit riding horses, and my mom was like, okay, you can go do music, and we're going to get you a guitar, and we were going to get a Les Paul. I don't know if anybody here knows what a Les Paul is, but they're beautiful, and it was going to be brand spanking new. Where's Mike? Is he in here, or is he still getting a drink? Oh, darn it. I don't have Mike with me. He would appreciate it. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. So I was so excited. Did I, when I got that thing, I brought it home. And I probably, I don't think I let it leave me for like a minute. I think if we had a two-story house, if I went downstairs, it went with me. If I went upstairs, it came with me. And when I went to bed that night, right next to me, I tucked it in with the covers. (laughs) I'm not kidding. 
I slept right next to it. It was not going to leave my sight. It was so beautiful, and I was so excited. And I thought, you know what? Have I ever treated the word of the Lord that way? Ooh, I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about me. Have I ever didn't want to go downstairs without it, didn't want to go upstairs without it, didn't want to let it leave my sight, no matter how big a word, no matter how small. And I'm seriously, I'm talking, your pastor's preaching, and the Holy Spirit is ministering to you. Things jump out at you. You know that. You know there's certain things he's highlighting to you. Take that. Take that and run with it. Treat it like gold. Treat it so valuable. So valuable. Check out this scripture for some perspective. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Let me repeat this. The word of God is living, living and powerful. Living. This is not some guitar laying in the bed next to me. The word of God. His word is living. Living. It's not just living. It's living and powerful. My goodness. And sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing to the division of soul and spirit. It's going to go all the way through you. It's going to separate any motives in you, any emotions. It's going to help you separate what is my spirit, man? What is my, just my flesh? It will help you know like nothing else can. Nothing. It, it pierces even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's so powerful. The word is living. You take care of something that is living. Amen? Listen, side note, if you want a good relationship, if you want a good relationship with God or you want a relationship with another person, recognize the one that's at the other end of it. I don't know how many times I've seen a parent talking to a kid and they're on their phone, maybe a teenager, and they're not even acknowledging that the parent's in the room. That's not a good way to have a good relationship. You have to respond. You have to. Recognize the one that's on the other end of it, and it will help you to have an appropriate response. When you get a word from the Lord, recognize who, not what, but who is at the other end of it. Who, who is speaking to you? Who is this? <laughs> this is not some inanimate you know, block of gold. <laughs> I know I said treat it like gold because we instantly have a connection that, wow, you know, it's beautiful, it's worth, it's, you know, it's worth so much. But what God gives us is worth so much more, and it's alive. It's living and powerful. Turn to Exodus 34, 14. So it's important. It's important for your relationship, and God wants your relationship to be amazing with him. He doesn't want to do drama to get your attention. He doesn't want to yell. He doesn't want to be loud. He wants to talk with you like he talked to Adam in the cool of the day. 
You know, he talked to him. He talked to them. Because he wanted to. He wanted to. He was so excited to have a relationship with them that he made animals, and it says he brought them to Adam and said, what do you want to name them? Just because he was excited to share with Adam. I love that. He is after relationship. He's after family. You know, the Lord has feelings. He has feelings and thoughts. And we should be responding to him. And when it comes through his word, we need to respond to that word. Because it's him. He's alive. Amen? Listen, marriages die. They go to the graveyard. Marriage graveyard. When one or the other does not respond or show value to the other person. And what the other person is saying. I know that's heavy. Exodus 34, 14. But it's true. Let's look at the feelings first. Exodus 34, 14. For you shall worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. He wants you for himself. He doesn't want. He's, there's scripture also. I don't have time to bring up other scriptures where it talks about him being angry. He has feelings. Amen. Genesis 1.26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. He made us in his image. It doesn't just mean in looks. God's not that shallow. (laughs) He's far more, he has far more depth than that. He made us in, in his image and according to his likeness. Amen? So God created man in his image, in the image of God. He created them male and female. Turn to Jeremiah 29.11. He wouldn't have given us feelings if he didn't have them. And that's personal opinion. We were made like him. And we go through, when Jesus was here, he went through everything everything, but he dealt with it perfectly. He had to, and thank God, thank God. When he got angry, he didn't blow it. You know, he, when, when he got into situations where he could have sinned, where it was just right there in his face, temptation, he had all the temptations, the word says so, and he didn't do it. He made it through, thank God. Are you in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. For I know the thoughts. He has thoughts about us. He's thinking about us. Did you ever meditate on that and stop and say, Lord, what are you thinking about me? I think about it as I'm going about my day. You know what? He's thinking about me. Am I, am I, <laughs> am I doing something that he's going to think good thoughts about me? 
or he's going to be ashamed of me and disown me. (laughs) He has thoughts. He is thinking about you. He loves you that much. Amen? So what are you doing with the word that he gave you? One way we can value him and respond to him is through meditation. It's an appropriate response when he gives you something, when he gives you the word. You come in, you take notes, the appropriate response, meditate on it. Don't take notes and then never look at them again. I know y'all never do that. Amen? No one would ever do that. Listen, you have time. You have time. How many have an iPhone? Quite a few. You know, it'll tell you your screen time, and it's the scariest thing ever. (laughs) Google how to find it if you don't, and you will see how much time that you have doing other things. You have time to meditate on the word. You have it. You have it. Amen? So... Why is this going to help you? Why will all of this help you? Let's look at Matthew 25. So all of this I got a couple Saturday nights ago, and I was just relaxing, and the Lord just, just I pulled out a scripture, the Jeremiah 29, 11, and I just started meditating on it. And he just was just speaking to me about just valuing, taking it, like taking it to the bank, that saying. Take my word and keep it before you. Like literally keep it before you. It's not just a scripture in like Deuteronomy. It, take it. <laughs> take it with you everywhere you go. Look at it. Meditate on it. And I just, I just stopped because I was under this, you know, I was pressuring myself okay, I need to read, I need to get more in me, I need to know more about the Word of God. And he was just like, no, just stop. Just spend time with me. Just meditate on me. And, and just, take, just take one or two words at a time. And I just started meditating on Jeremiah 29, 11 and his thoughts towards me. And it blessed me so much. When I stopped and started doing that, just the thought of him thinking about me, the presence of God just moved in. It was so amazing. It's so simple. So Matthew 25, 14. So why why will all of this help you? 25, 14. It's the parable of the talents. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. I love how fair God is. He, he assessed, this guy assessed and paid attention. And he said, this is like the kingdom of heaven. He paid attention. He knew. He didn't ask too much of somebody. I love that. And immediately he left for his journey. Then he who had received the five talents, he went and did something with them. He traded with them and made five more. And likewise, he who had received two, same thing. But he who received one, the guy that only got one, 
He dug in the ground and hid it. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he came back. He didn't come back immediately, but he came back. So he who had received five talents came and brought the five other talents. He said, look, Lord, you, do, you gave me five talents. Look what I did with it. Look what I did with what you gave me. I have gained five talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Esteem what you have. Esteem what he's given you. Amen? What he's speaking to you, value it. Treat it like gold. Purpose. And if you can't make a, you know, a mental connection to gold, think of something that someone says they have and you're like, wow, you have that? Use that to help you, to remind you of, wait a minute, I'm not valuing his word like I should. It can help you make that connection. Listen, esteem what you have and what he's given you every Sunday, every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday when he's speaking to you, and it will grow. It will grow in your life. The power of it will grow in your life. Your relationship with him will grow because you're having an appropriate response to what God's given you. You want to talk to someone and you want them to respond to you, don't you? Don't you love it when they're like, yeah, and they're listening and they take what you said and like a week later they're like, hey, remember when you said such and such? You're going to have a better relationship. You're like, whoa, they paid attention to what I was saying. They were listening to me. It feels really good, doesn't it? Just from a natural standpoint, let's make sure we're doing everything, listening when God's speaking to us, no matter how big or how little. Esteem it. Esteem it. And, I mean, you could preach a whole other message on esteeming the gifts he's given you, and they'll grow. There's so much to this, to the uh, parable, the the talents uh, message in Matthew. There's so much, but right now I just want to focus on esteem what he's given you, and it'll grow, and your relationship will get better and better and better. Listen, don't just treat the parts of God and the parts of the word of God that you like, like gold, Okay? Some of, the, some of the parts in the Word of God that rubbed me the most and stepped on my toes the most changed me the most, changed my life, changed my life. I might have been in tears over it, <laughs> repenting, weeping, whatever, but when I responded to it and I treated it as valuable, not like, oh, uh, like a piece of trash. I don't, I'm going to throw that away. I don't need to hear that right now. I can't handle it right now. No. And I'm not saying I'm perfect and I did it every time. But when I have gotten something that stepped on my toes and I took it, it's because the Lord has something amazing on the other side. He's never trying to take anything away. He's not trying to take your fun away. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. He's trying to get the fun to you. Amen. So don't just treat the parts you like and you want like gold. Treat it all like gold, and you'll have more. You'll have more of God, 
you'll have more revelation and you'll have more in your relationship with him. Amen? Praise God. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word. We will esteem your word, whether it's the written word or the spoken word. We will treat it like gold. We will treat it so valuable, so valuable. We won't let it leave our sight. We love you and we thank you. We thank you for the power that's in your word. We thank you for the amazing relationship that you desire to have with us. And it's actually so easy. Sometimes we just lose perspective. Lord, we love you. And we're sorry for when we lose perspective of who you are. You're at the other end of that word. My relationship with you, I want it to grow. I want it to be better. I am going to purpose this week to value everything you say to me, to highly esteem, because I want all that you have. We want all that you have for us. We don't want anything left on the table. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the power that's in your word. We thank you for your great love for us. We give you glory and honor. You're so good. You're so faithful. Oh, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. God's so good. And like I said, super simplistic. There's Anybody could take hold of this message tonight. Super, super simplistic. God's so good. He loves you so much. He wants you. He's thinking about you. He has feelings and thoughts about you. I just love that. I love knowing. When I'm walking somewhere by myself, I'm like, I'm not by myself. He's thinking about me. I love that. He's so good. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.